Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good afternoon, everybody on Educated Economist here. Thought I'd carry on a little bit more from the conversation that we had started this morning talking about the Chinese manufacturers going into crisis. And something very similar is going to be happening here in the United States as well with our manufacturers. Now, I had said it a while ago. If you follow lumber, lumber is going to be a very good indicator of what's going to happen throughout the rest of the economy. A lot of people wanted to disagree with that. They said you got to look at more than just lumber. Really, you have to look at like all these other commodities that are out there, oil mainly. And I said, yes, those everything you know has its own part as far as what you need to look at to understand what it is that's going to happen into the future, especially when it comes to the manufacturing. But lumber is, to me, tells all. It tells everything about manufacturing, production, agriculture, sales, everything wraps around lumber, in my opinion. And so when you have like major volatility taking place in lumber, it comes up with a lot of excuses as to why. People wanted to say that it was greed and gouging and, you know, every conspiracy theory that you could ever imagine. But if you had been watching this channel, we knew exactly why lumber prices were where they are at, why the inventory levels were as low as they were, what was actually happening during the pandemic and the stimulus checks being handed out and zapping all the rest of the inventory levels out. If you were not familiar with all the different parts and pieces to the lumber story leading up to the pandemic and the essentially the zapping out of all the inventory, it would lead you into conspiracy theories. It would lead you into the money printer go burr, prices go up, you know, mills are trying to gouge the people. All those stories would make a lot of sense. But if you had followed it as back as far back as we have here on this channel, all that stuff was just little tiny pieces of a much bigger story. So now what we're finding here in the United States is manufacturing is slowing down dramatically. And you can really see it by just looking at the home sales. Look at home sales, home permit issuance, uh, new starts, and sales, lumber sales coming down, um, future prices mainly, coming down to just over 500 per thousand, which is a really, really good price considering 1700 per thousand is what it had peaked out at. And I had said it then that, you know, prices were going to come back down to normal and that we would find that the pace of home sales was probably going to fall at the same time. Now, I'm still leery on the idea of home prices coming down dramatically. I could see them coming down to what would be normal from an incredibly elevated position. I mean, that is to me would be make a lot of sense that you would see home prices come down. But as far as home prices crashing, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case. Even if they want to undervalue, like, you know, we saw the pace of home prices coming down and then actually started picking up that pace because people start getting panicky. If that's a word, I like using the word panicky. I don't know. But people start to panic and they start going into sales and unloading their house as cheaply as they possibly can just to get out from underneath it because they feel that the price of homes are going to continue to fall. If there is a pace of selling that starts off like that, then you could see where home prices could crash. I mean, people just 
wanting to get out of the thing and just hurrying up and trying to drop the price as low as they can. However, the manufacturing of new homes right now is still not at a pace that would meet the overall demand coming from the population growth. Does that kind of make sense? There's still not enough homes out there for the people. And so even if we saw prices come down, I just don't see that it's going to come down significantly for any kind of length of time. It will come down, and if you have cash in hand or good credit or down payments ready, then you might take advantage. You might be able to take advantage of that downturn and get a house that is under undervalued, so to speak. But the chances of that are very slim, and most likely it's going to come to a time. Excuse me, guys. I just ate lunch. But it's going to come to a time here over the next probably couple of years where you see, like, as long as the house prices have been elevated or being in a hot housing market, it's going to take that long of maybe no house price growth or maybe even some areas seeing it come down. But overall, if you watch what happens in lumber, you're going to find that if lumber sales start to pick up and you see the prices start to move, and it's not like just because prices are moving up, what you're going to find is oversupply, undersupply, oversupply in the lumber industry. So just because you see the prices moving up doesn't necessarily mean that there is a huge demand for lumber taking place. You have to watch what's going on. Like we're in a, you know, we're tightening up inventory right now. There's mill curtailments happening. There's not a lot of sales. So as the prices come down, mills are backing off on the supplying of, of lumber. Eventually that's going to cause the prices to go up as the depletion of inventory starts to take place. But what you want to watch is that if the lumber prices start to move up, but then you also have like permit issuance kicking up, you have housing starts kicking up, you have a lot of things that are telling you, yeah, the pace of building is starting to increase as opposed to decrease, then that's manufacturing happening out there. And I bet you at that same time or shortly after that, you're going to find manufacturing throughout the rest of the economy is going to start picking up as well. So how long that takes, there's going to be a lag time happening inside of that. But like I said, lumber is going to be an, a good indicator of it. So watch the lumber prices. Watch the watch the permit issuance, housing starts. Those are going to be the things that tell you, yes, manufacturing is happening. And if you start seeing manufacturing in homes taking place, then I would assume that you're going to start seeing manufacturing throughout the rest of the economy starting to pick up as well. Not just in homes, but in everything that the United States produces. Now, with all that being said... How is that going to benefit the United States? Probably not a whole lot, considering that it's exporting of the things that you manufacture that really causes you to in, earn an income, right? It's production and savings. If we are just producing here in the United States, doesn't necessarily mean that we are exporting to the rest of the world. And if we're exporting to the rest of the world, then we're making money. But if we're just producing here in the United States, it may not be the production of growth that we're truly looking for when it comes to building homes or building these semiconductors that the government wants to throw you know, billions of dollars at, which I still am leery on whether or not that's gonna be successful. But it's not just like the home sales or the home building or these semiconductors, but more stuff that's being produced within the United States that starts getting export. That's really what you wanna see in order to like have a good, viable, strong economy. What I feel is going to happen is, is that we're going to start seeing manufacturing slow down. We're going to start seeing the economy slowing down. We're going to start seeing unemployment rising. And at that same time, the Federal Reserve is going to continue to keep the, the interest rates at the Fed funds level. They're going to continue to keep that elevated, which is going to be very counterintuitive to anybody's thoughts out there. Because just like the Federal Reserve kept interest rates incredibly low during a time when we had a very hot economy, 
that was to create the inflation, or at least the idea of the inflation out there, because inflation expectation is a self-fulfilling prophecy. But on the same side of that is that if you have high interest rates and low prices, then you can create a situation in which that you can have the economy sort of in a position that not only is benefiting itself, uh, and it, this is kind of hard to describe, but it starts creating a situation in which that people want to save, right? They don't want to spend their money because they're worried about like deflation coming into the future. So that gets them to save. Well, if you can produce and save, well, that produces a stronger economy. So if you start with savings, that will give you at least the benefit of being able to manufacture after that and have something to set or have somebody who can actually buy that manufactured goods. So this is kind of where I think the government, well, not the government, because the government doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, this is the pace that I think the Federal Reserve is looking for, is that they, it's not necessarily to increase manufacturing at this point, because manufacturing is slowing down, but to create that savings. And then once people get into an idea that they don't want to spend money and that they're going to hold on to their money, then if you can start getting a manufacturing base to pick up, then you've got manufacturing and savings taking place and you might have an economy that doesn't collapse in on itself due to the excessive debts that we have. I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.